On today's podcast, truck drivers lying to companies, companies lying to truck drivers. Also, semi-truck driver arrested in the death of a four-year-old child. Also, another truck driver arrested in a fatal crash high on meth. And last but not least, the word of the day by Ruth Ann. Actually, by Word Genius. Yes. But first, let's thank our sponsor, National Carriers. Great company. Phone number 888-311-7076. They will have a run for you. Call them. Yeah, I agree. Call them. That's really the bottom line. They got their own freight. They don't have broker freight. They have awesome trucks. They take students, lease, company drivers. Give them a call. Call them. They have a run for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How about uh, our next sponsor? We're brought to you today by Cocoon MDR. They're an app app on uh, Android right now. We don't know if they got the iOS or the Apple app, but we know truck drivers right now that have downloaded. It's a free download. You just keep it on your phone, and it literally dumps money into your account. I'd say about 10,000 miles gets you probably an extra 30 bucks a month or something like that. This is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know? um, so check them out. You got to go find them on your and wherever you get your Android app at. And they're called Cocoon MDR. C-O-C-O-O-N. M is in Michael, D is in David. R is in Robert. Also, send us a letter. Let us know how smooth that money's being dumped in. I guess they have to have an account like a uh, PayPal or something like that, and it just goes right in. Mm-hmm. And we got one other sponsor. J.J. Keller. J.J. Keller. J.J. Keller's number is 888-601-2017. I like to call them the trucker secretary. Yeah, they they really are. There's too many things to list that they actually do for truck drivers. But to me, like just being able to keep your business in order, file certain papers for you, to keep track of things for you, um, to help you with DOT numbers, consortium, all that stuff. Everything. Yep. I mean, for real, the, 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 the small trucking company that doesn't really have a big staff, honestly, for the cheap couple dollars you would pay these people, you really don't need a staff. Call them 888-601-2017. Ruth Ann, let's get right to today's topic. Yes. Actually, you know... It's kind of a, what was that for? Because you go, let's go right to the topic. And I go, yes. And you go, all right, well, let's, let's, it's like, you're not going to quite get there yet. No, this, I, I title this, you're both lying to each other. Trucking companies and truck drivers. They're, 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 and, and what's funny is this is, this is the amazing part. And I'm not saying all truckers and all companies are lying. I'm just saying a good majority are, and we'll get yeah. to statistics here in a second. Yeah. But it's so funny how the trucking company, they hate when truck drivers lie to them. But also, truck drivers hate when trucking companies lie to them. Right. And it's like a back and forth thing. Not all lies are intentional. Mm-mm. Some are forgotten. I mean, I'll admit, you can forget certain things, and then now it sounds like a lie because you forgot about what you said or whatever right. the case, you know? Or or they twist it just enough. Yes. So I just wrote, I, I just wrote a, I jumbled a bunch of notes here. I just wanted to kind of read a little bit. I, I, here's what I said. I said, first off, when a carrier lies to a driver on purpose, a driver is already counting the days till he quits. Many times a driver must tough it out. Okay. And that's the sad part is he's already looking for a job on day one of orientation. When he shows up in orientation and he's been lied to, Intentionally. Now, I want to show you some intentional lies that a trucking company tells. But if you lie to a truck driver from the day you 
or on the phone with him intentionally. Mm-hmm. He's already looking for the back door when he gets in. When he gets in, he's already looking for the back door. So, what do you think some of those lies are that trucking companies tell a driver in, uh, on purpose? And these are some of the ones that they they absolutely know that they are telling lies. Um, I would say definitely mileage. A mileage pay, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I, I actually you can get this many miles, and it's truly not that many miles. Right? No, you're absolutely right. This is actually I wrote a couple of these lies down that that I've you know we talk to drivers all the time, and um, here's here's some of the the blunt the blatant lies. Is is it more like should I say blatant or blunt? Are they both pretty serious? Um, well, blunt is when you're being forward with someone. I'm being blunt. I'm going to tell you I don't like something. That's blunt. What does blatant mean? Like blatant intentionally. Means, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I'm going to I would say bl- blatant. So these are blatant lies. Okay. Like you said, first off, the mileage pay. Now, this is funny is I recently talked to a truck driver, went to work for a company in Illinois, and he told me, he was told, now I'm going to par- paraphrase if that's, does that what that means with some guessing? Okay. I'm going to paraphrase this because I'm, I can't remember the, the number he gave me because it really didn't dawn on me. You know what I mean? To do a podcast on this when I was talking to this guy. Did you have something? Well, paraphrasing is when you take a paragraph and you kind of shorten it and you give it the keywords, like kind of like cliff notes. Okay. Well, I'm paraphrasing because his mileage pay was I? Th- I believe it was supposed to be something like sixty-five cents a mile or sixty cents, something to that effect. Okay. When he got there, it was fifty cents a mile. That's Ruth Ann's stomach, by the way. <laughs> if you can hear that, Sorry. that gurgling noise, that's kind of weird. <laughs> it's got a mind of its own. The <laughs> belly, the belly speaks. But, it's Betty. Yeah. So, but anyways, he arrived, and they told him. That it was like it was like ten or fifteen cents a mile less, and and he found this out when he did a I guess a short orientation with them, and then when he was done, you know they most companies will have you sign papers blah 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 blah, and so they you sign for your pay in many cases, and they had it was like ten cents a mile less right. And he's like, whoa, 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 I wasn't told. So instead of being 60, 65, it was now like 45, 50. No, 50, 55. 50, 50, 50. Yeah. Okay. So here it is, 50 to 55, 10 cents, at least 10 cents lower. And of course, his reaction is, no, no, when I talked to so-and-so on the phone, mm-hmm. okay, specifically said this other number. And so then they started saying, well, you can earn that in bonus. Mm. Yeah. So I guess technically the company thinks it wasn't a lie, but it sure was a lie if it wasn't explained to the driver that 5, 10, 15 cents of your pay is, you have to earn it not only by, you're already earning your money by driving, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But the higher rate that was quoted now is an extra earn. Right. It's included with. Yeah. You got to now, you have to do other things to earn. Your your, your earnings stopped at 50 cents. Now, if you want to earn this other 10 to 15 cents, you've got to do this, Mm -hmm. which is is BS. Okay. That's a BS lie. If you don't explain that, there goes your belly again. It's just, I have no idea. Sounds like a little volcano. And it's not hungry. It's just talking. It's kind of weird. I've never met anybody really where you can actually hear their stomach. 
That's a good mic. Like, and we're like, <laughs> we're like six, five, six feet away. Not that we're totally, we're, we're trying to social distance in the, in the studio here. We're, but I can hear your mic literally. Maybe it's because it's of, the mic or it's not like your a, mic, but your belly. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Okay. So anyways, so that's a blatant, that's a blatant lie by a trucking company. Okay. Um, another blatant lie is the kind of truck you're going to get. Mm-hmm. That one I've heard from a lot of drivers this year. Like were, the year? What's that? The year. The year of the truck. You got it. The year of the truck. Yeah. You, you, you um, show up, you're promised, like you said, a 2021, a 2022 rig, and then you get there. And they, they pawned some five-year-old rig off on you. That is, I got to tell you, honestly, one thing that truck drivers are, listen, back when I was a driver, you know, we were used to getting older trucks, flat tops, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But today's driver, honestly, it's a different, I mean, I, 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 I understand they're not used to getting an old piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. And so you show up at a trucking company, you're expecting a, a 579 Pete or a nice T680 Kenworth, and they, they put you in a, a five-year-old, you know, whatever. Um, right. Yeah. Most it, drivers are used to last two, three years max. Right. Two, three years is anything over two, three years, truck drivers think it's old. Right. Right. I mean, I, 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 I've driven trucks that were 20 years old, but that's here and there. I'm not here to say whether they should be, you know, taking the truck or not. I know this. If you told me I'm getting a 579 Pete and I showed up and it was a five-year-old Volvo or a Freightliner or a, whatever, even a five-year-old Pete that was a ratty looking, I would be pretty pissed off. Mm-hmm. And so there's another, that's another blatant lie. They know that they knew what they were giving him from the jump start, mm-hmm. And now they're bringing him in based on this, this real nice truck. And you know, you baited the guy in and all of a sudden you, you, you don't realize this, but on day one, he's already looking to leave. He's already interviewing when he goes to the hotel room that night. If, if you have him in a hotel, he's already calling trucking companies to talk to somebody else. Now, whether he can get a job right away that he can trust. And so they're a little gun shy. And so what they do is now they're going to really get tougher and start investigating the company to make sure they're not getting lied to by the next guy. So you might get the driver to stay for a week to, to four weeks. But I can assure you. Most drivers, 90% of them, they're not going to last very long at all with a blatant lie like that. No, they got their guard up. I'm going to also guess the next one would be running areas. Absolutely. That was That is the next one, actually. Oop, I'm, I'm good. You are good. good. Such a mind reader. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, that, that is a big one. And you know, what's funny is I recently talked to a guy that worked for one of the big four. Okay, I won't say who the company is mm-hmm. because it really doesn't matter. Um, but anyways, he went to work for one of the big four. And now this is his claim. He, he, he stayed there just enough for the training. And we were talking. I said, so what are you going to do? You know, because now you're in a contract with this company. He said, well, listen, when, I, when they recruited me, they told me, because this guy lived in Houston, Mm-hmm. He said, "When they it's a rec- good area too." Yeah, when they recruited me, they told me that I would be staying south, and they were going to give me a dedicated. And as soon as I got done training, I guess he said they they were he was told he was going to be doing forty eight states. Now, is this a brand new driver? Like he's never had a CDO? They trained him, right? Yeah, they actually took him from civilian driver to 
professional driver. Okay. He's got his CDL. Now, if if the company did do that, I, I, I just to be honest with you, I, I guess companies are really desperate in these days to where maybe they're doing that, promising a guy a local or a regional run. Most carriers don't want to give you a local dedicator or anything like that when you just come out of a student right. seat. But I will tell you, when you've got 10,000 trucks or whatever this company has, they may be offering that. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know. I can't say for sure. All I can say is this guy was recruited, and now he's already left the company. And he kind of screwed himself because he really is in contract with this carrier now, and he probably won't get another job. Well, he, well, somebody will pick him up eventually, but it'll probably be a crap company. It takes a while. I mean, those contracts are really hard. And see, I think that's where some of these carriers think they got you by the gonads, right? Okay, we got him, and he's he knows he has to stay and give us at least a year, or he's screwed on his CDL. Well, apparently some drivers are like, no, you know what? You lie to me. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not going to take that crap. I'm out of here. So that is another huge one. So you got pay, you got running area, you got home time. Um, and they're really the big blatant ones. I, but I was thinking about a couple other ones that are actually not a lie, but yet they know it's kind of a lie. I'll tell you what it is. So those, I think those are kind of like just a misleading well, statement. Well, now listen to this, what I was getting at. Okay, trucking company, they advertise um, a regional area. Maybe they, get, they, they sign a contract with a customer, um, and they know they can keep drivers in this in a five-state area, Just and we can get them home weekends, blah, 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 right? Okay, so operations is the one that, that or the sales force signs this upon operations agreement that we can do it. So operations now goes to recruiting, because they have their meeting every week, and they say, here's some new things for you to recruit. Weekly home time, this is the kind of miles they can get, this is the product they're going to be running, blah, blah, blah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Well, what happens, they sign the contract f- four weeks later, four months later, whatever, all of a sudden, the customer now needs different things. Okay, I need you to take. I need you to get me this and that, or I need you to run outside of this five-state thing. And next thing you know, now the load force gets heavier, and now the drivers are asked to do things that they weren't told, because they were told by recruiting, "Hey, you're going to get home every week. You're going to do this, yeah." Or, or even the loads drop off. Maybe the customer, you know what I mean, doesn't have the freight. Something happens in production to where the 50 loads a day they had now is in turns to 20 loads a day or just giving a, a number. Okay, now all of a sudden you have a half the driver force that was hired for that. They now are forced if because obviously you got to get these guys miles. So now you got to give them other freight and that other freight doesn't keep them doing what they were doing. It doesn't get them home right. Now all of a sudden the driver's like, "You lied to me. You're a liar." Um I wouldn't say that'd be a lie. I, because I, the company the company did not lie. He t- they told them the truth. It was the customer base changed or something changed with the customer. And that was beyond the control of the company at that point. Right. So in, in, in and, but you got to understand that happens a lot. I was working for a carrier years ago and I'm going to say, my gosh, 15, 15 years ago, it was a reefer company in Pennsylvania and they had this account. I'll even say it was, um, 
I think it was Tropicana. It was either Tropicana or Minute Maid, one of those up in Michigan, Paw Paw, Michigan. And they got all these, it was the craziest thing, they got all these promises. And they literally hired, it was like 15 or 20 drivers for this one account. It was going to be running Michigan to Pennsylvania and back. That's all they were going to be doing, right? Mm -hmm. And they were going to get home, they were told, probably a couple times during the week and every weekend. On the day this entire huge group of drivers, I'll never forget, there was probably eight or nine of these drivers came from a company called Ward. I'm serious. Ward Trucking. They had quit Ward because of this dedicated stuff. They all were like all buddies, and they told each other about it. Next thing you know, they're all in orientation, and when the day they get there, it changed. They were told, and this this happened, the customer did this. All of a sudden, they were told, you're going to be out two to three weeks. Mm. They they literally, every one of those guys left and went went right back to that company. But this was, this literally, it's a true story. So you're right. It wasn't, that was not recruiting's fault because recruiting was, all recruiting does is relays what operations tells them to relay. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They don't, they don't um, just make up runs unless they're just blatant liars. Like, you know, the first segment we, we went over, this is how all of a sudden now the company's a liar. The company's a liar. They're all liars. Okay. I think that when a company does that though and change exactly Mm -hmm what they're expecting from the company themselves. When they change that, the company that signed the contract with them should be should have to stand by what they originally agreed upon. That's what the contract was. So the, the problem, problem would be is whether or not they lose that whole contract just for the sake of keeping their word. Like if, you know, Talk CDL Trucking had a contract, and that contract was supposed to be home. I like that. Yeah, home every weekend and through the house during the week. And Tropicana decided that it's now going to be different. Well, you signed the contracts with me, stating you needed this many drivers. They were going to get this specific type of home time. This whole criteria where they're going to run it all. You changed that. You now have to compensate for whatever that changes is whether it be a higher rate for the for the a compensation because now those drivers they're not going to be happy right and I mean, and look I, I I'm with you on that people should be made to stick to their word I'm a stickler on people you know that I I can't stand when somebody changes their word for a second mm-hmm. I hate that no he, he, you really do okay but anyways the uh, the thing about it is you know, that's that's one thing that it's hard to go back and 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 change. You know, you know, you got the guy. He's already on the account, and then all of a sudden things change. And I want to tell you, which brings me to one of the things that recruiting knows when they're recruiting for like a dedicated or a regional. Recruiting knows that things are subject to change. But you see, when a recruiter is recruiting a truck driver, he never says things are subject to change. Now, why you know why he doesn't? Because if recruiters were, it's I'm not saying they're being dishonest by not saying it's subject to change, but tri- drivers should know this, to be honest with you. But the problem is, if you got, say, 10 companies are recruiting in a, in a certain town, and one of them's saying, listen, man, we just want you to know this is the dedicated 
and it is the five states that you're doing. Here's the home time. But we just so you know, you could get screwed because things could happen. The customer could come back and things could change because I've seen it a million. You know what I mean? Uh, you can talk yourself out of hiring somebody just by adding things into the conversation like that because now you plant it in the driver's head. They go, oh, he must know something that it's going to probably change. But, you know, and there's a good chance it's not going to change. But the bottom line is, when you start saying things like that, okay, just because you don't want to sound like there's any kind of a lie coming out of your mouth, so you're covering all bases by saying, it's a great run driver, but it could change because the customer could add things on or take things away, blah, blah, blah. Now, all of a sudden, now you're chasing drivers away because you've showed them this great package, and now you're also throwing a little negative ball at them of it could change. Well, that's because drivers don't listen to the first half. They'll, they'll they'll only hear the change part, so they think that the company is aligned to them, and they get scared because they don't want to hear that part. Right. So, you know, bottom line is, you know, truck drivers hate to be lied to. Mm-hmm. That's really... Now, I want to do the flip side of this, of this podcast. Trucking companies hate to be lied to. Right. You know, we started out by saying they're both lying to each other. Okay, we just covered exactly what all these... Trucking companies do. And actually, we didn't cover every single little lie that a trucking company... There's too many little things. Right. We didn't cover the the woulda, coulda, shouldas, the possibilities, or all the blatant lies. We covered the basics that a lot of truck drivers see. But now, what about the the, the lies that drivers tell? What about... here? You know, I was recently talking to a carrier, and uh, you know what he said to me? He said, I'm going to tell you something. These drivers drive me crazy. He said... We try our best not to lie. He said, he said we're, not, we're not blatantly telling lies. This was a guy actually we were talking about this. He said, he said, but if we tell one little lie, the truck driver is going to hold our feet to the fire. They're going to go down the road. They're going to get on the Internet, and they're going to go, blah, blah, trucking company is a bunch of liars. They're mm-hmm. this, they're that. He said, they're going to hold our feet to the fire, and they are going to run our name into the mud. He said, but they don't expect, they don't want to reciprocate in the same way. They expect us to be fully, un, you know, all disclosure, 100% transparent about everything, but they absolutely do not do the same for us. So we're expected to be honest to that with them, but they're not, they don't think they have to be honest with us. And I'm going to tell you how I know this is true. We know the statistics. 90 to 98% of all applications that a trucking company receives, honestly, go in the garbage. And, and it's a lot of times because they didn't disclose something. Mm-hmm. And it's always a lie. I, right. I, and I got the lies right here. I got the biggest ones that truck drivers tell. Okay, let's hear them. Okay. Well, here's, this is the dumbest one. I got no tickets. That's true. And then you, and then you run his MBR and it's like, dude, you got like... Three tickets. Well, forgot about them. <laughs> you can't forget about them. I mean, duh, you, I mean, unless you're looking for some real crappy trucking company that you think might not run your MBR, you know what I mean? Okay, I understand. I mean, I, I don't understand lying. Yeah. But the bottom line is, okay, t- just telling a recruiter or a safety director, oh, uh, yeah, I don't have any tickets, and then, and then the company runs it, and you've got one, two, three tickets in the last three years, that's kind of... That's really honestly, like I, I call that the dumbest. You want to know what the second one is? Hmm. Felonies. A lot of drivers, okay, and I've interviewed drivers before when I worked for companies, and I've caught them going. I'll say to them, um, 
Because if you ask them, hey, do you have any accidents or tickets in the last three years, right? And then you say, do you have any felonies? They go, no. And you can hear the hesitation in their voice. And I'm like, then you got to say ever. Oh, well, you know, back when I was a kid, maybe I had something. Well, d- dude, it's going to come up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, they don't go away. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to get, you're trying to cover that up. And, and in most cases anymore today, a lot of trucking companies, if you're five or seven years, your felonies five or seven years or older, they're going to take you anyways. Mm-hmm. You're really, to be honest with you, you're better off calling a trucking company up and saying, look, before we go any further, I want to disclose everything that I have on my record to see if you can even live with it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Some companies are going to say, thank you for being honest. I'm going to try to get you in. Believe it or not, some companies, just because their policies say they can't do it, if they detect a very honest guy and he, they can see a decent work history or just something good about you, they actually will try to get you in. Mm-hmm. I've watched it. I've watched guys. I've watched trucking companies where a guy had a felony, okay, Eight years ago, and they had a 10-year felony policy, and they said, no, we're not going to take this guy because he lied. He has three of them. He never even disclosed it. Then I've seen guys that had a five-year felony where the guy called up and he was like, hey, this is what I have. Can you work with it? And the director was moved. He went to operations. He went to the, the CEO, and they all signed off because this guy was full disclosure. He had a, he had a good attitude, and they helped him out. But And, 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 and let's also just kind of add one thing there. Go ahead. He was an honest worker. He didn't like go five different jobs in a year. You know, like he had other, he was a really good guy all around. So that's why they're, you know. Well, he, he could have had multiple jobs also and been honest. You know what I'm saying? But the, the bottom line was honesty. That's these companies are asking for is the honesty part. I'm telling you, honesty will get you further than lies. True. Because what does a lie get you when they find out later? Fired. That, that, well, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they feel as though that they don't want you to work for them because you can't be truthful. Here's an here's here's one of the here's one of the big ones. Um, accidents. I don't got no accidents, right? You see, they don't they don't realize that the little backup incident, or when you scraped a guardhouse, or you or you clipped a car in a parking lot. That that's considered an accident. You know, that's not an incident. People mm-hmm. don't realize they're, they're accidents. And when it shows up multiple, 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 most companies aren't going to hire you. But so when you leave that stuff off, and I'll tell you something else, a little bump, guess what it, it can actually do? It can show up on your PSP. Yes. So you, you, can't, um, you can't really hide stuff like that. Even um, warnings. That's, you know, I recently talked to a driver that couldn't get a hire at many companies because he had a bunch of warnings on his PSP. And when I say warnings, I mean, he had like warnings where he was, um, you know, pulled over for speeding and it was a warning. He had like three or four of them. And then he had like one speeding ticket on his MVR and the PSP screwed him. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That they just said to him, this guy's he's, he's got too much stuff, even though they're not real tickets, they're still tickets. And so remember what we said before, what's the, one of the questions a trucking company asks when they're going to hire most of the smart ones. What do they say? How defendable in court is the guy I'm hiring? Mm -hmm. Because you know, if, if, okay, he's got multiple warnings for speeding and and seatbelt and all this other stuff. And he gets into an accident because you hired him and they pull the PSP and they go, yeah, he might not have had them, but look at all the warnings and you still went ahead and hired him. Mm -hmm. 
So, but that's another big lie that they tell. How about this one? Leaving a company or two off your application because they're probably going to give you a bad reference. Mm-hmm. How's that for a lie? Well, they um, automatically, when a company sees that that reference or the company show up, they're like, "Why they not put it in there? What are what are they going to let me know now? You know, they automatically know a driver don't leave it off for for a good reason." Well, and and I've I've talked talked to a million companies, and then they all say the same thing. You. You might have left really a bad taste in a couple of trucking companies' mouths. You abandoned their equipment, failed a drug screen, whatever the case is. You did something really wrong. And then you decide, well, I better not put that on my application because they're going to give me a bad reference. Well, if you got pulled over while you were working for that company and had a, any kind of a level inspection on the side of the road, there's that PSP report again going to tell on you. Mm-hmm. Because when the, when the trucking company pulls your PSP... Okay, you might think, well, this company I work for, they're not on DAC. Well, it doesn't matter if they're on DAC. If you got a inspection, it's going to automatically come up on your PSP that you were pulled over for an inspection and the trucking company name is going to be on your PSP. Right. It, 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 it's it's true. It's a fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you, you, you know, when you're lying, you're lying to a bunch of carriers that really technically are going to catch you. And right now, yes, trucking companies are desperate for truck drivers, but Lord willing, it's going to turn around. And the guys that are causing trouble are probably going to be the ones not getting hired. Companies are desperate, but the good companies still have limits. They do have limits. You're right. Here's here's the, this is the big, I saved the biggest life for last. <laughs> this is the funny one. Yeah, okay. Uh, so driver, who were you working for um, uh, before this company? Oh, I was at uh, J.B. Hunt. Well, how long were you there? Oh, about two and a half years. Yeah, I was there about two and a half years. I swear to you, I've never... The trucking companies are telling me all the time they've never heard that being the biggest lie. They've never heard that so many times. They'll pull a guy's deck, and every time that J.B. Hunt, two and a half years, it's actually two and a half months. Mm-hmm. It's actually... Weeks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've been there eight months. Well, when a, when a driver says I've been there eight months, 90% of the time, it's... I'm really been there four months. Mm-hmm. If I if he says I've been there a year, uh, I'm gonna tell you the guy that lies the most about that. When when a guy that has less than 12 months experience or a guy that has less than 24 months, and I'll tell you what I mean. So a lot of trucking comp- companies' criteria is either 12 or 24 months, unless you take students. You know, then you take anything under 12. But if your criteria from your insurance is 12 or 24 months. That's the driver that, that lies about his time the most because he's he can't wait to get a good job. And usually these guys aren't going to get a really super good job till they have one year and then even a better job when they hit two years. So if a guy has like, say, 10 months or nine months, he'll call up a recruiter and, and, and they'll ask, well, how much experience you got? Yeah, about 12, 13 months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And then as soon as they pull your license, they see when your, your license was issued nine months ago. They already know, <laughs> you know, or they get the reference back and it doesn't come close and now you can't get hired. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I'm just saying. And now let's go back to what this topic is about. Okay, these are all lying to each other. You know, you got trucking companies that are lying to drivers, and you got drivers that are lying to trucking companies. Not every trucking company's lying, and not every driver's lying. But remember what I said: ninety to ninety-eight percent of all truck driver applications literally get get disqualified at a trucking company every day. Trucking company, tr- uh, trucking companies tell me all the time: it's not, 
it's not truck. It's not a truck driver shortage. It's a, a qualified truck driver shortage. If you if you really think about it, I was talking to a trucking company, Ruth Ann. Listen to this. Okay. They got almost eight thousand applications. This was a, a few months ago. He was telling me his statistics. He said, "Listen, we average, you know, from Indeed and all these applications." He said, "We average about seven to eight thousand applications a month." Wow. Right. Out of that seven to eight thousand applications a month, they might approve a hundred and twenty. Out of the 120, they might hire, they might hire 70 to 80 a month. That's that, now you think, wow, trucking companies got to hire 70 to 80 a month. Well, if they've got a few thousand trucks, that's really not that big. That's really not a lot. Okay, I won't say the name of this company, but it's kind of funny how this giant application process starts in the beginning of the month, and then when you run your numbers. You're, you're down to only a few applicants that even qualify. Mm-hmm. And the reason a lot of them don't qualify is because of falsifying and lying on the application. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of drivers out there that have been sent home for falsifying. They, they know they were turned down for falsifying. And some of them were unjustly turned down for falsifying when it really wasn't a falsify. You know, they, it was a question that they answered the way they were supposed to, but the company said it was falsification. So all I'm saying is, if you guys want to have better relations, stop lying to each other. Hey, you know, here is the poetic justice for both of them. Yes, a truck driver, when a company lies to them, they're going to go online and they're going to lie or not lie. They're going to go online and they're going to, well, some of them actually make more stuff up. Um, this company was this way. They lied to me about this. They lied to me about that. Don't go to them. They're a bad company. They'll keep your money. They're this, they're that, blah, 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 blah. But trucking companies also report to DAC. <laughs> so when a truck driver lies, Okay. Now, unfortunately, when you're filling out the application, I don't think that they can report to DAC until you're an actual employee, until you actually come in and take a drug screen. Right. When you come in for orientation. Right. Once you come into an orientation, you're now, you've now given up, you know, any rights for them to not report on you. Okay. So when you show up, if you falsified, I can assure you, they're going to put down falsified application was dismissed or quit in orientation. Mm -hmm. So... Both comp- both both have a little bit of a dig at each other in the end. But you know what would be better? If they were just honest with each other right up front. Mm-hmm. I mean that sincerely. The, the trucking companies that are blatantly lying. And again, if you got offended by this, then you're probably lying to people. If you're not lying to people, then you probably did not get offended. If you're a truck driver that doesn't lie, then you're not offended either. Because, you know, Talk CDL, we are 100% driver advocates here. And we, we're also root for the trucking companies. We root for everybody in trucking, don't we, Ruth Ann? Yeah, that's what makes the world go round. Right. So if you're offended, then you're probably one of the guys lying, and maybe you just want to be honest. My advice, again, for everybody out there, just be blunt. You know, um, drivers, get a get a recruiter on the phone and say, listen, before we go on, I promise you the recruiter will appreciate it for the simple reason. For the simple reason, he won't have to waste time running your DAC and MVR if he really, truly can't hire you. And, and you won't have to be calling him 500 times a day hoping that he's going to give you a job if he tells you right up front that he can't. But remember one thing, you catch more flies with honey than you do vinegar. So if you actually sat with a recruiter and said, listen, I I know it's against your policy, but is there any way you can ask your director, since I'm being very honest, I'm telling you everything up front, you know, I'll come and I'll stay. My intention is really to work and, and show you that I can do it. There's a good chance that they they will turn around and help you. Not everyone will. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of companies that base their hiring driver by driver and not just a criteria on a piece of paper. That's correct. They have the criteria, but they they have leeway sometimes. Yes, they do. So that was that podcast. Um, We do have a couple 
pieces of news if you'd like to hear them. Would you like to hear them? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Listen to this. Uh, it's actually some sad news. I mean this sincerely. Um, you know what? I, I'll tell you what. We're um, 35 minutes into this. Why don't we, you want to just save the rest for another podcast or do you want to just keep going? You want to keep going? Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I'm so fidgety today. You put it in the beginning, so. Yeah, I, I did. Let's let's just, well, you're right, I did. Okay, listen to this. A semi-truck driver in that's from Iowa was arrested in the death of a four-year-old child. Very sad. And I'll tell you what, it's, it, said, uh, it says emergency personnel were called to an address in northern India. Where a small India child. or Indiana? Indiana. What did I say? India. I'm India. like, that's a, no, he's yeah. from Iowa and he's in. Yep, okay. we flew to India. No, no, was, I'm sorry, Indiana. Gosh, that is crazy. Yeah, right, they were called to a, an address in northern Indiana where a, a little child was unresponsive. Now, in the investigation, the driver's name, this is a semi-truck driver. Okay, his name is Dylan Dirks. And uh, it's spelled... Um, Gosh, D-I-E-R-I-C-X. Um, it says uh, the son, which was not his son, it was his girlfriend's son, he tried to say that they were roughhousing inside the semi-truck. with the four, He was supposedly wrestling around with this four-year-old kid, and the kid somehow got hurt, right? And uh, um, when they did their investigation because the child died. Um, it said that he actually suffered from a fractured clavicle, bruises and burns on his face. On the back of his head, he had blunt force trauma, bruising on his private parts, and injuries to his anus. I know. I mean, it's, it's sad to report that. And, and to be honest with you, you've got um, trucking truck drivers out there that are not the not the nicest guys. I mean, we know that we've reported on serial killers that are truck drivers. Well, there's there's not everybody is BJ and the Bear. Not everybody wants to pull over and help. Not everybody is a respectful truck driver. Okay, we have our community. This is our community, and and we have guys that are um, not the not the nicest people behind a wheel. And that's where we see the videos of, you know, one running, you know, a car off the road or, or, or plowing through traffic, uh, texting and driving, or, um, like the next one I have is, is another bad one. But you know what the bottom line is, you know, here's a, a, a one of our truckers and I don't want to call him a brother. I don't want to call anybody a brother that does something like that to a little kid. To me, you know, little kids are honestly, that's like, that's like the boundary that you sh nobody should ever go over. The little kid thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that? I agree. Anything perverted or even abusive, you know, even if it was just uh, um, you beating the child to where they're bruised all the time and they're hurt. I mean, you're, you're going to break that kid's spirit. He's going to grow up hating the world or he's going to grow up just broken, you know? And then when you sexually abuse, I mean, I'm not saying that he was sexually abused, but I mean, if he has bruises on his privates and, and his other areas, then I would say something don't sound right. Okay. I mean, that's... Wow. I mean, talk about life in prison because that's a guy that gets that award from me if if he's guilty. Now, you got to say allegedly. Nobody's ever, you know, in this country, you're innocent until proven guilty. And I like to give everybody that. 
But when the evidence points to that and you're the one claiming you were roughhousing him with him and then all of a sudden he dies and then they find injuries all over his body, I would say you're, you're probably going to be going to prison for a long time. Do you have anything on that? Do you have anything you even want to say on that? Uh, I just, I get disgusted over it. Okay, here's another truck driver in a fatal crash. A Louisiana truck driver in Odessa was arrested Tuesday after police say he was high on meth when he crashed into and killed an Odessa man. According to the Odessa Police Department on the 23rd of August, officers with the OPD were dispatched to the Highway 385 and Mercer for the report of three-vehicle crash. When they arrived, the officers discovered a Chevy, a Jeep, and an 18-wheeler. The driver of the Chevy was pronounced dead. Law enforcement have identified the deceased as James Everett of Odessa. The driver, and, and prayers for him and his family, prayers for the, the Everett family. Um, the driver of the Jeep refused medical treatment, and the driver of the 18-wheeler has been identified as Anthony Gallo, of New Orleans, he was arrested for criminally negligent homicide, possession of meth, and falsification of a drug test results. So, and I don't understand that part. He was arrested for falsification of drug test results. Maybe he was trying to use somebody else's, I don't know. But anyways, bottom line is, guys, that's scary stuff to me. Like, And I'm hoping to reach any driver out there that's walking down the same path, Ruthann, as these two guys. If you're an abuser and you're driving a truck, you better get help. Because I'm telling you, the end result, if you can't control yourself around little kids, the end result is is jail. You're, you're now going to be locked in a freaking place with bars and concrete walls for the rest of your life. Is that what you want? Is it is it not worth getting rid of that lust what's in you? And the same with a, a guy that actually snorts or shoots up meth and gets in an 18-wheeler with 80,000 pounds? Are you serious? Dude, you'd be better off homeless and getting yourself clean and then making a comeback as a truck driver versus, you know, how many, how many countless times have we reported where a truck driver killed multiple people because he was drunk or high or something like that, Ruth, and or texting, and, and he just wouldn't stop doing it. Finally, guys, it's like Russian roulette. You keep spinning that barrel. I promise you, one of these times, that bullet's going through your head. And same with, with, with doing drugs on the road in an 18-wheeler. Keep doing it, and I promise you, eventually, you're going to crash. And if you kill somebody, now you're going to prison for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. That's true. You got anything? On those subjects... No, like I said, that just that just disgusts me. Got one sad last story. Again, this is this is just you know me trying to reach drivers here. Got one in uh, California. Uh, big rig runs stop sign and kills a high school football player. How horrible is that? A Washington Union high school player died um, in a crash with a big rig in uh, Fresno County. Uh, it says it happened around 6:45 near Walnut and Jefferson Avenues in Easton, just beyond the southern city limits of Fresno. CHP said a big rig ran a stop sign while traveling northbound on Walnut and collided with a Dodge pickup truck that had uh, a teenager inside going westbound on Jefferson. Um, honestly and truly, that is a real sad case, and that's a driver that's going to be in trouble now. It, it, they, I think I read also, it doesn't appear that drugs or alcohol were a factor, but how do you just, you know, 
you, you're running a stop sign. I'm not saying that I haven't run a stop sign accidentally already. I have. I mean, I actually, but that's because I wasn't paying attention. If you want the truth. Have you ever run one? I don't, I don't know if I ever ran a stop sign. I know I've rolled through a stop sign. Yeah, I get the rolling. <laughs> but I don't know if I've blatantly went through one because I didn't see it. Right. Well, I don't think that the trucker, in my opinion, most truck drivers aren't going to just blatantly run their tractor trailer through a stop sign. Okay, because if you're doing that, you're probably looking to make sure so you can keep going. But I don't see a truck driver doing that, especially at an intersection where the other guy doesn't have a stop sign. Well, here's the other thing that I'm thinking of. You know, most of those, the area that you're talking about sounds like it was more, not residential, but like a smaller area where you're not going to be coming through it fast. You should be going a, a, a moderate speed or a slower speed because if you're coming up on an area that would have a four-way or any kind of stoplight that you're not going to be going 60 or 70 miles per hour. You shouldn't be going that fast. Let's put it that way. And you're back, you know, if you're, you should be able to see the kind of traffic you're coming up upon to make sure that you make the adjustments to your speed and downshift and so forth to be prepared for a stop. And I agree. Um, sad part. I seen the video of this accident and this kid was just, it was underneath the trailer all the way. It looked like he was in a little pickup truck and he died underneath. The, he died. They, when he got there, they said he was alive and he died while they were trying to get him out. So 17 year old football kid, you know, out there, it's very sad. We're sorry for the family. Prayers for everybody involved. Prayers for the truck driver involved. You know, um, and you know, one thing I will say, sometimes a truck driver has a medical condition and something happens to where he couldn't stop. But it doesn't sound like this is the case, but who knows? Maybe it is. We, you never know. But I've got to tell you, it's very sad. Pay attention, guys. Don't do drugs while you're driving. And last but not least, if you're an abuser, go get help. I'm telling you, call help today. Don't be a bully. Don't be a bully, especially a little kids. A four-year-old kid Don't can't. Don't be a bully, de- period. A four-year-old kid. He can't even defend himself. I mean, my gosh. What a... Oh, man. I, it's, I, I could say really a lot of ignorant things right now. Listen to this. Kind of a cute little story that I found. <laughs> um, there was a U.S. food truck making a delivery. You know how um, they all have... The, they have those long ramps where they wheel the... the U.S. food, so it's like Cisco and those guys, and they'll wheel the stuff down the ramp, and then they got to go into each restaurant. And they, they always just pull up on a street because they that's where they stop. Stop on the street, pull out their ramp, right? Well, this guy's ramp was out the back of the truck, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I saw... All of a sudden, they're showing, and this car just comes driving along and goes right up the ramp. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they end up going slow, and then the car kind of flips sideways and bump, bumps, bumps into the truck, you know, up in the air. But it's like, you know, I don't know if, if you've ever dreamed about that, but when I was, I, I've seen ramps going. I'm, every time I see a truck driver with a ramp out, I'm going, or are you like a car carrier, you see the ramp, you're like, man, that'd be cool to just fly up there on a motorcycle and go and just fly up the ramp, you know? Mm. And I was always thinking, I wonder if anybody's ever tr- accidentally driven up one of those ramps. Well, hence, this just happened. It's kind of a little cutesy thing. I don't think they were injured. And the way they drove, I want to say it was a little old lady. I, I'm not, I'm not kidding you. He whispered it. Yeah, it kind of looked like one, you know. Respect to them. It was grandma. Respect to those grandma, grandmas, but you know, they look like it might be or a little, little old man, one of the two. Sad, but anyways, you got the word of the day for us. I or, got my joke too. Oh, oh, you. Oh, she's has been bringing jokes on. Is it a trucker joke? No. No. Okay, it's not a trucker joke. But without further ado, Ruthann, let's hear the joke. A sheep walks into a car dealership. 
What type of car does he ask to test drive? Um, um, a BMW. I don't know. What, what, <laughs> what, what is it? A Lamborghini. Lamborghini. <laughs> That's just too funny. Was, okay. I thought it was funny. All right. So do we have word of the day from Word Genius today? We do. We do. We do. What did they send you today? They said. Did you get smarter? I did. I didn't know this word. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. Got to get it ready. And. Hmm. Hey, it's supposed to go. It's supposed to go. Prepossessing. Free possessing? P P P. Pre pre? Prepossessing. Prepossessing. So prepossessing. Prepossessing. Mm-hmm. So it's like you own it before you own it? Oh, what what does prepossessing mean? Attractive or appealing in perp in appearance. Prepossessing? Mm-hmm. Wow. I've never even heard of that. Where's that from? That is unknown origin, mid seventeenth century. It's an adjective. I spell that prepossessing. P R E P O S S E S S I N G. Prepossessing. Ruth, and you're prepossessing. <laughs> I know. All right. Hey, that's a wrap. What do you think? Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.